more time. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And thank you for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Really do appreciate it. On this edition, we're going to be talking about backup quarterback Jameis Winston. And should the Saints have a package for Jameis Winston in this offense in a 2020 season? And we're also going to be talking about the NFC South, man. We got to talk about the NFC South. The Saints won a bye week. And I want to say thank you to everybody that checked out the State of the Saints podcast, the last video that I put up. Uh, But we're going to be talking a little bit more about the NFC South because I have to say uh, some of these uh, teams, uh, some of these fans, I should say, of these teams have lost their damn mind. But we're going to talk about that in a minute. But thank you very much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, making the State of the Saints podcast a part of your Monday morning. I guess you can call this the Monday morning quarterback edition. Um, usually on Mondays, I do the final thoughts uh, on the Saints games. Or if uh, they play on Monday night, then, you know, getting ready for a pregame show. But nevertheless, uh, I guess you can just call this the Monday morning quarterback, Okay. But I want to give a special shout out to everybody that's following into the chat. I don't expect, you know, too many people to be a part of the show. I know people are getting ready for work, are probably already at work. But a special shout out to Edward, uh, Buck Skull Game, uh, Fresh UK, and Jerry. Uh, thank you all very much for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast on this beautiful Monday morning. Hope you all having a good morning so far. But let's go ahead and talk about Jameis Winston, man. Jameis Winston. Uh, this is a topic that often comes up. And... It's not a game that goes by that the Saints play that Jameis Winston's name doesn't come up. I mean, from uh, the first game against Tampa to the game the Saints last played, the Chargers, Jameis Winston's name seems to come up. And his name comes up usually when teams or, excuse me, fans aren't satisfied uh, with the play of Drew Brees, all right? Um, So I think this is a question that needs to be answered, okay, or needs to be discussed, I should say. I think that... We should talk about Jameis Winston and should the Saints have some type of offensive package for him? Should they allow him to come into the game? Now, I am going to say this, right? And I'm I'm probably going to get a lot of backlash for this, but y'all know I don't really care about that. I was thinking about this before I did this show. If the Saints had Jameis Winston as their quarterback, the Saints would be more explosive. Drew Brees makes the Saints more efficient i'm gonna say that again Jameis winston will make the saints more explosive drew Brees makes the team more efficient now the way the way i look at this i look at drew Brees. drew Brees is one hell of a quarterback he's an elite quarterback he's a quarterback that is going to the hall of fame i mean after five years after he retire boom he's in there man you might well just Go ahead and and get his uh, measurements right now. He's going into the Hall of Fame. Drew Brees is an efficient quarterback. He's about timing. He's about guys running into their routes. Let's just say they're running a 10 and in or, you know what I'm saying, an out route. And, you know what I'm saying, after 10 yards, they make that out. Drew Brees throwing the ball as soon as they make that cut. As soon as the receiver turn around, the ball is in his hands. Efficient, all right? Drew Brees is not going to go out there and play park ball. And by park ball, I mean – He's not going to break off and run. He's not going to roll out. He's not looking for wide receivers to break off their route or anything like that. He's about time. He's about efficiency. And because of that, sometimes some of the routes that the, the players may run, they might run, they might run a route and the safety might be right there. Drew Brees not going to throw the ball. He's going to check the ball down. And it's going to make it's going to make the Saints offense very, very, what's the word I'm looking for? predictable all right <laughs> it's gonna make them very predictable it's gonna take a very long time in order for them to get down the field it's gonna be a lot of dinking and dunking 
right? But at the same time, the Saints are going to get where they need to be. It's almost like comparing Jameis Winston to Drew Brees is almost like comparing a Prius to a Ferrari, right? I mean, and let's just say the Prius is going to Atlanta, the Ferrari is going to Atlanta, right? The Ferrari is going to get there faster than a Prius, but the Prius is still going to get there regardless. You know what I'm saying? It might take, it might take, it's going to take longer for the Prius to reach Atlanta, but it's still going to get there. I look at Jameis Winston as a guy that is going to go out there. He's going to be a risk taker. He's going to trust guys to make plays. If he throws the ball down the field to Deontay Harris, he's going to, he's going to throw that ball, giving Deontay Harris a chance to be a star, to be a player, to go out there and win that 50-50 ball. He is going to take risks. Drew Brees does not take a lot of risk at all. The only time you really see Drew Brees take a risk, I, I'm going to be honest, the only time you really see Drew Brees really truly take a risk and throwing a ball into harm's way, probably in the playoffs. Like, that's when I see Drew Brees playing as reckless as I ever going to see him. But Jameis Winston is a guy who I look at like Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is going to throw the ball up to Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup is going to come down with that football or it's going to be incomplete or something. But he gives those guys opportunity to make plays. Dak breaks off. Dak runs out of the pocket. He, see, he extends plays. He throws the ball down the field and he connects with his receivers. That's what you'll probably see more with Jameis Winston. And not to mention Jameis Winston, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but he will scramble if he has to. So I do feel like the Saints offense would be more explosive if Jameis Winston was the quarterback. They're more efficient with Drew Brees. Drew Brees is going to get them where they need to be. It just won't be as sexy as it would be if Jameis Winston was the quarterback. But should Jameis Winston have an offensive package? I say, why the hell not? I say, why the hell not? Because, I mean, you're already using Taysom Hill all over the place. And, and, and honestly, those plays haven't been working. And you use a Drew Brees, uh, you know what I'm saying, for, for, you know what I'm saying, time and task and all that kind of stuff, you know, you're using him. So why not use Jameis Winston in some capacity? I'm very shocked that Sean Payton hasn't used Jameis in some way, shape, or form this season, especially in a game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I thought for sure that he would use Jameis Winston in that game. And it would not surprise me on Sunday night, the Saints playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that Sean Payton roll out Jameis Winston to have a petty party. You know what I'm saying? Have Jameis go out there, throw a pass deep, just to stick it to the fans out there in Tampa. I would not put it past Sean Payton. But I do feel like Jameis Winston would bring something different to the Saints. I think the Saints would be a little bit more explosive with Jameis Winston being the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I, I really do feel that way. And I'm not saying nothing wrong with Drew Brees. What I'm saying is Drew Brees is not a risk taker like Jameis Winston is. And Jameis Winston is going to take some of those chances. And you're really going to see. Like, honestly, I feel like you really will see the, the skill set some of these receivers have if Jameis Winston was a quarterback. Because Jameis is going to put the ball out there for those guys to go out there and try to get that football um drew is not going to do that if if a guy runs his route and i don't know if uh, drew sees a safety or a linebacker kind of you know what i'm saying trying to cheat the play or whatever like that trying to possibly uh you know step in and try to catch the interception or deflect the pass he's not going to throw the ball he's going to check it down so uh i think when you're looking at these two guys once again i compare a prius to a ferrari going to atlanta they both are going to get to atlanta one car is just going to get there faster than the other so what do you all think about that? What do y'all think about uh, Jameis Winston? Ren says the Saints need at least a package for uh, or two for Jameis. Just Sean Payton like to grandstand. He doesn't use new players at all. I agree with that. I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, what if Sean was saving Jameis for the postseason? Um, that's an interesting point. You know, also, Mike, I'm hearing a lot of people talking about uh, load managing Drew. You know, I want to know what y'all think about that, man. I mean, uh, on Get Up, on ESPN's Get Up with Mike Greenberg, they were talking about that last week. And they were talking about uh, maybe Jameis taking over uh, a couple games and allowing Drew to rest his arm uh, for, you know, the middle of the season or towards the latter part of the season. You know, people aren't paying that much attention, but, you know, when Drew went out for those five weeks, he came back like a house on fire, man. And I think those five weeks actually helped him out a lot. You know what I'm saying? It, it preserved his body because – you have to keep in mind, man, nothing was wrong with any of his 
lower extremities or anything like that. It was his thumb. So he was able to rest his legs, rest his arm, you know what I'm saying, and all other parts of his body for five weeks. You know what I'm saying? While his thumb was healing up. So I think that, I think that, you know, that's something that the Saints can look into, possibly low managing Drew. You know, if you want Drew to be ready for the playoffs in the postseason, you got a guy like uh, Jameis Winston that can, you know what I'm saying, that can steer the ship. You know, why not? You know, why not try to go out there and try to get some games uh, with Jameis and try to win some? I mean, we have to understand this. I mean, we bring up uh, Peyton Manning quite a bit on this show. And we talk about his last year with the Denver Broncos. But what we don't really talk about is Peyton Manning missed about, about four or five games and Brock Osweiler was the was the backup quarterback. And that's one of the reasons why Brock, just like Teddy Bridgewater, was able to go out and get a big-time contract. He was able to get paid by the Houston Texans. So why not? Why not use Jameis like that? You know, why not have load management? I know that's not the most popular thing, and we know that Drew is a competitor. I don't see that happening, but, man, why not consider that? It's not like Jameis is chopped liver. I think Jameis made a lot of mistakes in Tampa because – they really didn't have any complimentary football going in Tampa. It was it was Jameis a bust. It was Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. They had no running game whatsoever. They didn't try to run the football. So, I, I mean, I don't know, man. This would be one of the first times in, in Jameis's career where he actually has guys that can support him. He has a running game that can support him, and he don't have to go out there and do it on his own. And not to mention, he doesn't have the pressure of trying to be the franchise quarterback. When you're the first pick overall and you go to a franchise, the the fan base are counting on you to deliver them a championship or give them respectability, you know what I'm saying, credibility, excuse me, credibility around the National Football League. That's what they want you to do. He doesn't have that anymore because nobody looking at Jameis as being the franchise quarterback of the Saints. I mean, some people might be like, man, this guy's the future, but I mean – it's not like he's the undisputed future like he once was in Tampa. That I mean, it was unanimous. People thought that this guy was going to deliver them championships and give them credibility and give them playoff berths, something they haven't had in over a decade. So he doesn't have that coming to New Orleans. So that's that's pressure off of him. All he has to do is just go out there and play, play football, limit the mistakes, and, and just play his game. He doesn't have the pressure of trying to be the hero or, or being a franchise. He don't have that. So why not? James says the Ferrari going to get the cops' attention, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Ferrari may get the cops' attention, you know, but, I mean, at the same time, I mean, it's still going to Atlanta. It might get a ticket, but it's still going to Atlanta, nevertheless. Uh, move Hill to running back and receiver. Dwayne Washington to fullback. Cut Burton. Move Jameis up to uh, second quarterback. Teams will fear to pass and run with Jameis and defenses. No hill is going to run. They stack the box, Derry. Uh, I, I I don't too much disagree. I, I don't too much agree. I should say with the with the moving hill to the running back position. I really don't, man. Look, Taysom Hill is a quarterback. We just gonna have to deal with that, folks. You no, know, regardless to how we look at him, how he's portrayed, whatever you want to say, however you want to slice it, cut it. I get it. But he's a quarterback, man. Let's stop trying to make this guy something that he is not. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, the guy wants to play quarterback. Sean believes that he is a, a future quarterback. I ain't saying a future quarterback in the franchise. He's saying he's a future quarterback. I mean, that's what he is, man. The way that they they use him is because he can do a whole bunch of things, right? But at the end of the day, the guy wants to be a quarterback. The Saints believe they have a quarterback in Taysom. So I think we just need to leave that alone uh Jameis uh he is the backup quarterback I feel like he's already the backup quarterback there's not a doubt in my mind like I'm, I'm serious folks if Drew Brees was to go down Jameis coming into the game uh I don't care what anybody say it can be on a depth chart all all they all they want to Taysom Hill the only reason why Taysom Hill is the number two quarterback of the New Orleans Saints is because there were no OTAs no minicamp and Jameis didn't have an opportunity to go out here and and, and cram and and look at the playbook and run the offense but trust and believe okay Jameis has been a New Orleans Saint uh for for a good little minute now and at least six weeks of football okay so if we're talking about talent and knowledge of the playbook and understanding trust after six weeks Jameis 
knows enough of the playbook to go out there and do a formidable job and play better than Taysom. I, I don't care what anybody said. Like you can be a, the biggest Taysom Hill fan in the world, but Taysom is not better than Jameis Winston. He is not. He is not better than Taysom. I mean, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston has better arm talent than him. Jameis Winston uh, <laughs> can do better, th- more things than him at the quarterback position. It's it, it just facts, folks. It's just facts. The only thing that, ja- uh, that Taysom has over Jameis is probably the knowledge of the playbook because he's been in the offense longer. That's the only reason why Taysom is the number two quarterback on the depth chart. has absolutely nothing to do with skills at all because Jameis skills blows Taysom out the water, straight up. I think opposing teams know if Jameis is in the game, uh, it's for a deep ball. Well, it depends on how you how you uh put him out there. You know, if you put him out there just strictly for the deep ball, then they're gonna know that. But if you have packages for him, where it's short game, long game, running, running a football, then they won't know how to approach it. It's plain and simple. Jameis' arm is strong. Being precise, uh, precisely is the, is the key. Jameis can do it. Yeah, Jameis has man. Jameis has skills, man. I just think those whole thirty interceptions kind of throw people off, and all of a sudden everybody just talking about this man stink. Look, man, everybody in a Bruce Arians offense, if you're a quarterback, has a high uh, a high number of interceptions. I mean, look at Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady ain't out there just setting the world on fire. I mean, he throwing interceptions too. That's just the way Bruce Arias run. Five to seven step drops. Come on, man. He wants to push the ball down the field. And a lot of those plays call for down the field plays. And, and, you know, in in the process, you know, cornerbacks and safeties, they getting paid to to catch interceptions out there or or stop the the receiver from getting the ball. So I think a lot of people just look at Jameis and they're like, oh, man, you know what I'm saying? He turned the ball over. Like, But look at the offense that they run. I really feel like, Sean will settle Jameis down, look at some of the things that Jameis does well, and try to utilize his strengths and then try to work on some things that can make him a better quarterback. He did the same thing with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, for the first couple weeks, I say about maybe like, yeah, about a week, he ran like a, a, a Drew Brees type offense. And then him and Sean got together, and Sean was like, Well, what plays do you like? And, you know, Teddy would tell, Sean with the plays he liked, they would work on him. He would implement it. And as you can see, Teddy got better from week to week. So I think it would be the same thing with Jameis. And once again, um, I really feel like he does not have that pressure of trying to be the guy. Like, I feel like he was pushing the ball. He was doing way too much because he had the weight of a franchise on his shoulders. And he didn't want to disappoint. Right now, man, I mean... The Saints didn't draft Jameis. I mean, they got him for a one-year deal, but the Saints aren't asking him to go out here and move heaven and earth like Tampa did. All they have, all he would have to do is just go out there and play his game. I mean, you have running, you have running backs like Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara to support you. And you also have some receivers like Emmanuel Sanders, Traquan Smith, and Michael Thomas, you know what I'm saying, to back you up as well. So I don't think it would be the same Jameis that people uh seen out there in tampa because i don't think the saints would use him the way that tampa were trying to use how many of the offenses in your opinion does uh do you think Jameis knows and do you think hill has the offense down pack uh pass wise um i don't know if i don't know if he has it down pack i'm talking Taysom. do you really have it down pack you know what i'm saying like really like you have to be in this offense for years now, I do think they have an understanding of what the offense actually is. And I, I do feel like after six weeks, he's probably more advanced than he was when he first started. And I do feel like he knows enough about this offense. If he was to come into the game, he'll be able to run it, you know, at a you know at a moderate pace. OK, I mean, there's a lot of audibles and switches and personnel changes uh, for the New Orleans Saints. I think Emmanuel Sanders said, man, he, they. He used to see like maybe like six or seven personnel changes throughout the offense. He said the Saints have about 14 or 15 personnel changes. So there's a lot of personnel changes. And with those personnel changes comes a, a very, uh, very complicated offensive playbook. So you really have to be ingrained and embedded into this offense in order for you to fully understand what the hell is going on. So, but but do I think he he knows enough? Yes. 
do I feel like he can do enough to to have a game plan if something was to happen to Drew, knock on wood, but if something was to happen to Drew, could he come in and step in and, and do a, a formidable job? Absolutely. But, I mean, I, I guess, you know, but unless you Drew Brees and been in the system for about 15 years, <laughs> I mean, do you really know everything? I mean, I, I don't even know if Drew know, knows everything. I'm pretty sure he do, though. Uh, he'll have the who that nation all over his back as soon as one mistake happens. Uh, well, that that's that's the who that nation in general. <laughs> I mean, that's rather Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Marshawn Lattimore. It don't matter, man. Like uh, some of the Saints fans just love the players from play to play. Okay, I mean they they want they want to talk about the players if something bad happens, but if a player do something good and the Saints win, they don't want you to say nothing about it. So. A lot of fans love these, <laughs> love these players from play to play. They love them on first down, hate them on second down, love them on third down, hate them on fourth down. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that that's just the way they work. But I mean, as far as Jameis is concerned, I, I understand that it's probably gonna be some growing pains. I get it, but I still say he got a lot of talent. Jameis Winston was asked to be uh James Harden on the books play hero ball and carry the team that's not a winning formula saints will make him better uh yeah i, I do believe that uh I, I believe that because the saints don't really ask i mean drew Brees is something special but in the latter years of drew Brees' career like the saints aren't really asking drew to win games for him and the only reason why drew will win games for the saints is because the i mean the defense sucks i mean that's just the truth like this, this team is actually structured to be a run-based team. If you look at, it, honestly, if you look at the Saints' offensive line, the offensive line will tell you: Ramchick, where he came from, Wisconsin; uh, Cesar Ruiz, where he come from, Michigan. Both of those teams, you know, what I'm saying, are running teams. You know, what I'm saying those those teams ran the football. Michigan ran the football. Wisconsin ran the football. Andrews Pete, Andrews Pete out there at Stanford. Stanford ran a pro-style offense, and they ran the football. Andrews Pete was a left tackle in college. That was the reason why I feel like the Saints signed him to a five-year deal. People ask the question, why did the Saints sign Andrews Pete? It's because the Saints understand that whoever comes after Drew, they're probably going to have to learn the offense. So in the process, they're probably going to have to run the football. This team is structured to run the football. So if Jameis was to fall into place, he doesn't have to go out there and play hero ball no more. He don't have to be James Harden. Why? Because the Saints have a running game. They have a running game to support him. And he got one hell of a running back that he can check the ball down to that can make nothing out of something. So this is this is the best, this is the best case scenario for him, man. Like you can't be, think you cannot fall into a better situation than James. Like honestly, you can't. Winston is a proven quarterback in this league. Uh led the league in passing. He will never do that. Give Jameis his chance. Uh, yeah, man, give, I, I say give him an opportunity, man. Now, you can't say he led the league in passing passing yards because, I mean, he, he put his team in quite a hole and he had to dig his way out of it. Now, you can't say that. It's almost like Dak, right? You know what I'm saying? I, I like Dak a lot. But the Cowboys, man, like in the first half, I mean, Dak was struggling. Dak was out there throwing interceptions, turning the ball over, getting three and outs. But second half, Dak, you know what I'm saying? When his team down by three, four touchdowns, oh man, it's time to ball out. He throwing the ball, you know what I'm saying? He, he getting like two and 300 yards in one quarter. But I mean, you could call that what they call it, empty calorie stats. So, I mean, even though he had 5,000 yards, I mean, what did he have to show for it? I, I mean, I, I like him. I mean, the fact that he's throwing 5,000 yards, that's, that's pretty incredible. But what do you have to show for it, man? You know, ain't much winning was going on. So, but I mean, there's a lot of man. There's there's a lot of things that you can put out there, the re and and, and try to understand the reason why Jameis was struggling. You know, like there's so much you can put out there. Why defense can't do right? I don't understand. You know, I don't understand it either, and I don't understand why this defense just can't get it together. The only thing that I can think about is Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen is the reason why this defense can't get it together. I feel like the Saints need to go into a completely different direction because I'm going to tell y'all something, man. This defense can't be slacking around because most likely, look, man, look, it, you 
can be the biggest Drew Brees fan in the world, right? You can be the biggest Drew Brees fan in the world, but you have to be real. Most likely, this is his last season. This is Drew Brees' last season. And if this is last season, you got a quarterback that's inexperienced and don't really know the Saints offense. You have to have a good defense. You got to have a defense that can be able to compensate for the limitations that the quarterback that the Saints are going to have post Drew Brees. He's going to have some struggles. He, he, just, he is going to have some struggles. And you need a defense that is going to be able to make up for some of the things that they might do. I mean, who that nation? I mean, y'all might see some interceptions. Y'all might see some players that make one pull your hair out. But you need some erasers. And I just feel like the Saints, the Saints cannot, the Saints cannot go into next season with Dennis Allen as their defensive coordinator and think they're going to win something. I'm sorry. It's just not. You need yourself an elite defensive coordinator. You need a whole different scheme. You need a whole different regime. That's what you need. You need you need some guys that can come into here that can really bring a decent defense, a defense that that don't take no prisoners. I'm I'm, I'm just tired of this, man. Like I feel like we're setting ourselves up for failure every single year. Like the Saints. Get your hopes high. You get high hopes about this team. You're talking about how they're going to make this playoffs. You talk about how this day year, they're going to go to the Super Bowl, and then they lay an egg. They can't stop a nosebleed. They can't stop traffic. They can't stop anything at all. And you get sick of it. I, I'm getting tired of it, man. I, I'm serious. How many times do we have to see the secondary not turn their heads around, can't locate the ball, can't tackle? I mean – Guys looking at each other like they just a dead headlights. And these guys have been together like two and three years at a time, man. I can understand like if it was a whole new secondary. And even if it is a whole new secondary, I still don't understand it. Because you're looking at you're looking at a secondary like Tampa Bay. You're looking at a secondary like Chicago. You're looking at a secondary like Kansas City. You're looking at a secondary like Pittsburgh. These guys ain't been together that long. And they, they still have a formidable defense. And I just do not get it. The only explanation I have is Dennis Allen ain't the answer. And I don't know. I don't understand why Sean Payton just constantly wants to get his buddies on board. And these guys can't coach like Dennis Allen is not a good coach. He's not. I'm sorry. He, he is not. He is not a good coach. I, this is this is when I tell you that you're a good coach. This is how I know you're a good coach. When you go up against elite offensive coordinators, that offensive coordinator may have your number, but you do a formidable job. That anytime the Saints go up against a very knowledgeable offensive coordinator, he goes out there and he gets embarrassed every single time. If they go up against somebody, I, I don't know, man. If they go up like they got Andy Reid coming up, you know what I'm saying? Matt LaFleur went out there and embarrassed that boy. Uh John Gruden went out there and embarrassed that boy. You know what I'm saying? And, and some I I just don't understand it. Like, why are you keeping this guy around? Like, he is not the answer. He is not the answer. How many times do we have to see the same old thing? Like, who that nation? Let's just be honest. We see the same thing all the time. Ever since Dennis Allen has been the defensive coordinator, we have seen the same situations over and over and over again. Drew Brees drives the team down the field with about a minute left, 55 seconds left, 43 seconds left only for a Dennis Allen defense to give up a big play to put the team in field goal range and the Saints lose or give up a big play. They score a touchdown. I mean, I can give you, man, I, right off the top of my head, right off the top of my head. Last year, week one versus the Houston Texans, the Saints go down there, they get the lead, right? And two plays, Deshaun Watson to DeAndre Hopkins, boom. Uh, Deshaun Watson to Kenny Stills, touchdown. Just like that, he raced the lead. Only for Drew Brees to finally get the ball at the last minute and Will Les hit a 58-yard field goal. We go to the San Francisco game, right? Drew Brees to Traquan Smith with about 50-some-odd seconds left on the clock. Jimmy Garoppolo gets the ball, draws the ball downfield, fourth and two, George Kittle drags the whole entire uh, defense, 
for Robbie Gold to kick a field goal and win. Saints in over, you know what I'm saying? Saints in overtime, right? Kirk Cousins throws the ball down the field to Adam Thielen. From Adam Thielen to Kyle Rudolph for a touchdown, the Saints get eliminated from the playoffs. How many times do we have to see the same thing over and over again for us to fully understand that this guy is not the answer? It's the same thing. It's like Groundhog Day. I don't know if some of y'all seen that move with Bill Murray. He wakes up every single morning. It's Groundhog Day over and over again. And it got to a point where he actually knew everything a person was going to say, everything was going, everything they was going to do. I feel like Phil Connors up in this thing. That's what I feel like. I feel like Phil Connors looking at Ponsatoni Field. That's what I look like when I – that's what I feel like when I watch the Saints defense because I know it's only a matter of time. Drew Brees drives them down the field. Offense do one hell of a drive, good tempo, good pace. Get the – you know what I'm saying? Get, get the ball uh, back to the offense of the opposing team, and the team scores. They kick a field goal. They score a touchdown. How many times you guys see this, folks? Dennis Allen is not the answer. He's not. He is not the answer. I'm serious. He is not the answer. And and Sean Payton continuously be stubborn. If he continuously be stubborn, the Saints are going to be in the same situation. And we as fans, I'm sorry, folks. We just playing ourselves. We just playing ourselves. We we going to look good in the regular season. We going to be looking good. We might win a division over and over again. But when it's time to come to the playoffs, we're going to get exposed. Sorry. Sons out, TJ got the guns out. <laughs> hey, man, I had to man, rocking my uh, Nike shirt today, man. I feel like Dennis Allen going to be fired in the offseason. Well, he needs to. I'm sorry, man. I understand that's your boy. I understand, like, I understand, look, I understand Dennis Allen was a key component of the Saints' success back in 2009, okay? The Saints led the NFL in turnovers. Uh, Dennis Allen was the secondary coach. I get it, all right? But Dennis Allen ain't it, bro. Like, I'm sorry. He, he is not it. He ain't. I'm I, I'm sorry. He is not it. Like, what? I don't know, man. He, he ain't it, bro. He ain't it. He, he definitely ain't it. It's time for coaching changes all the way around. Look, I don't think it's time for – Sean Payton or anybody like that to go offensively. I don't think it's time for them to go. But I will say this. If he if he hangs on to his buddies too long, it might end up being that way. It might end up being that way because people going to start getting tired of this, man, because it is it, – it, it, I don't know, man. It's inexcusable. Like, a team to be this good year after year, more wins in the last three seasons than any other team in the NFL. And you have absolutely nothing to show for it. Nothing. Now, we can erase 2018. We can call that for what it is, man. The NFL screwed the hell out of us. But for 2017, the Saints should have beat Minnesota. They should at least have been in the NFC Championship game going up against Philly. Should have been. But once again, you know what I'm saying? The defense laying an egg. 2019 same thing like come on man give me a break like give me a break how many times do we have to subject ourselves to this bull crap every week we see that tj every week I, i'm serious man every week it, every week a deep play like a deep pass happens pass interference or or the wide receiver catch it i'm, I'm tired of it man like, i'm sick of it like i don't know how many times we got to see that in order for you to just realize that ain't it. That ain't the answer. Do you think Panthers are a good team? Uh, I think Panthers are – I think they're a good team. I think they can beat the Saints. I, I think they I think they have what it takes to beat the Saints. The Saints better not take this team lightly. I, I'm just being real. They better not take uh, Carolina lightly. They better come up in there and they better have a plan. Rams score quick on our defense in the championship game. Yeah, they score quick, man. But, I mean, the Saints, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I just feel like, I just, I don't know. I just get tired. Like, when I watch teams go to the playoffs and they just dominate. And I'm like, why the Saints can't do that? Like, they have all the pieces in place to be a dominating team. Like, I, I for once, I would just like to see the Saints just dominate a game like i don't want to be on the edge of my seat i don't want to wonder if they're gonna win 
I don't want to be like, oh, like I want to see these guys live up to their potential. You watch teams, you watch teams that ain't even better than the Saints at all. And they go out there and they just run over a team, right? I mean, I don't know, man. Like, it's just always got to be, like, nip and tuck. Like, what, what the hell is y'all doing? Like, all these stupid plays, defense can't stop nobody. Like, it, and offense got to drag them back into the game. It's exciting. Don't get me wrong. But, man, I just want to see them live up to their potential. I'm just kind of tired of watching the Saints just play down to the competition. You know, they play down to their competition. They, it's like they look at the schedule and be like, oh, that team ain't good. And I, you know, I'm a coach this week. Like, put your, you know what I'm saying? Put your foot on their neck, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and 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 just, I don't know, man. Just, I don't know. Just destroy them. Like, straight up. Like, I don't understand why they be, like, they be playing around with the teams or something like that. There's no excuse for that. We need some dogs on D, not no cats, for real. Man. They ain't got enough dogs on this team. They they don't. They don't have defensively. They don't. And I, I I don't know what it is, man. I don't know. And it don't matter who the Saints bring in. It's in if they're in that secondary, it, it just brings out the worst in them. So that's why I say I, it has to be the coach. It's got to be the coach. I'm surprised we haven't done anything different on this bye week. It will be the same thing. If not, prove me wrong. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I, I wasn't expecting anything on a bye week. I just want to see them. I just want to see the defense improve. The secondary just needs to step it up, man. Aaron Glenn should be on his way out the door with Dennis Allen. Yeah, th- those two need to be gone, man. I'm sorry. They need to be gone. They need to be out of here. They, they need to be out of here. Like, like yesterday. We need a Greg Williams type coach back holding down the defense. Yeah, I, I believe it. Like, I, I believe it. I think they need somebody. They could come in uh, and and hold these dudes accountable, man. I, I don't feel like these guys be held accountable enough for me. Glenn Payne, right? He he is too comfortable. Uh, are you talking about if you talking about Sean Payton? Or are you talking about um? I didn't read. Well, let me see. All right, y'all uh turned Sean Payton into a monster. Y'all can't tell him nothing. He thinks he is the smartest person in the room. Uh yeah, I kind of I kind of believe that. You know, I feel like he's extremely arrogant. Uh I do feel like he don't want anybody to tell him anything. Uh he thinks that he just has all the answers, you know, like I get it, man. You're the head coach and but I don't know, man. Like you can keep on doing it if you want to. You ain't winning nothing. Like that's fine. You can keep your guys around, you can keep them defensive coordinators here, but it's going to be the same thing over and over again. Man, he got though. Man, he got some very formidable cornerbacks looking like slaw out there, like straight up. Like I mean, got these guys looking like straight up, one hundred percent slow. I, I'm serious. Like you pick, uh, you take any, you take any of those secondary players. I'm serious. Any last one of them from C.J. Garner Johnson, from Marcus Williams, from Malcolm Jenkins, Janoris Jenkins, Marshawn Lattimore. Put them on another team. Put Marshawn Lattimore on somebody like the Titans. Put Janora Jenkins on somebody like the Steelers. I guarantee you they would not be playing like this. They would not be playing like this. We would be pissed off if we were to see Marshawn Lattimore. Let's just say the Saints don't sign him back, right? Let's say he goes somewhere like the Steelers or the Browns or something like that or, or some other team like Cincinnati Bengals. That man will be balling out and we'll be pissed Oh, we'll be like, man, where this dude was at? I feel like they don't hold these guys accountable. They don't hold these guys accountable, man. And the technique that they teach these guys is pathetic. It's like they bring out the worst in these guys, man, like Janora Jenkins. Like, man, Janora Jenkins went out there getting cooked out there in New York. As trash as the Giants have been over the last five to six years, Janora Jenkins was the bright spot on that team. He was the bright spot. He comes to New Orleans. He out there getting pass interference call, holding penalties. Like, what the hell is going on here? Like, seriously, what is going on? I, I mean, it, it got to be the coaching. Like, it got to be the coach. It's the lack of accountability. It, it, I mean, dudes up there, it, they got the sauce. They got the drip. They got the handshakes down pack. 
But when it comes to technique, it sucks. Straight up, it, it sucks. DB's not playing with no swagger. None at all. Bring in a key to leave for a trial. <laughs> I think he done. I think he retired, man. But I don't know, man. They bring in a key to leave might bring out the worst in that cat. Being an arrogant coach can eventually get you fired when you can't get championships because of pride. I don't know, Casey. I'm going to be real with you. We know that we, we, we know that Saints fans, the people in Louisiana, they are traditionalists. They, they will forever hold on to Sean Payton with everything that they have because he brought them a championship in 09. Because they're going to think back, especially like if you was a Saints fan in the 80s or the 70s when they wasn't good, and you think about, oh, the Saints have credibility now. And who gave them that credibility? Sean Payton. Man, we need Sean Payton. We wasn't nothing before he got here. They, they, can't, they can't let that stuff go. They can't let it go. That's the reason why if you're ever in a Saints group and you start talking about the team or you being critical of the team, they're ready to throw you out the group. They're ready to kick you out. They're ready to tell you that you ain't a real Saints fan because they, they can't look past that. They can't look past that one measly championship they won back in 2009. And they're going to continue to tell us that we crazy because we hold Sean Payton accountable and we're like, we want results. I want championships. There's like, honestly, there's no excuse for the Saints to not have been in somebody championship. A Super Bowl over the last four to five years. It is no excuse, folks. It's no excuse. This team, like, all from 2017 on back, if the if the Saints team from 2017-2018 played the 2009 Saints, the 2018 or 2017 Saints will beat the 2009 Saints. I'm I'm serious. Th- that team was these teams have been out freaking standing, and they have nothing to show for it. Nothing. That's that's a damn shame. Candace, thank you very much for the five dollars. Says I kick I got kicked out of a few Saints groups. <laughs> I mean, man, me too, man. I, I had to ban some people from this group. You know what I'm saying from the State of Saints podcast group because. People want me to sing the Saints praises every single week, man. I'm sorry. Wrong show. Wrong show, folks. If you want me to sit up here and talk about how great Drew Brees is every week or how the great the Saints is and how we're going to get them next time or we're going to win one for the Kipper, man, this the, this the wrong show. I'm keeping it 100. And when this team has when this team is not living up to potential, I'm calling it out. Like I say it right now, the Saints aren't the best team in the NFC South. Yeah, I said it. They're not. They're not. The Saints are not better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers all around. As of right now. Now, if they were to go head to head and go up against them, do I think the Saints can beat the Buccaneers? Absolutely. But if we're talking about the way teams are playing right now, if you're comparing the Saints to the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers are better. Defensively, the Buccaneers are better. They got better. They got better linebacker play, better secondary play. They rushing not nah, they're rushing a passer just a tad bit better than the Saints. Not all the way, but a tad bit better. You know what I'm saying? And they offense, they 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 start strong. You know what I'm saying? They start strong in games. So the Saints aren't nowhere near where I thought they would be at at this stage. Nowhere near. And you know I'm telling the truth. How many people right now are disappointed at what they see from the Saints? The Saints, the last time we seen the Saints play, they won the game. And that's cool. But are you happy and satisfied with the performance over the last couple of weeks by the New Orleans Saints? I'm not. Because I just feel like they play down to their competition. They got, like, we, we criticize Marshawn Lattimore for playing down to the competition. But damn, the whole team do. The whole team plays down to their competition. You know what I'm saying? I mean, as good as this team is, and as much chemistry as this team has, they play as if they they just got together last week. And that's that's inexcusable, folks. It is. I mean, I'm just saying, man, like, we got to be real. As much as we support our team, as much as these Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans getting on my damn nerves, Man, we got the division. We we lead the division. I mean, they pathetic. Don't get me wrong. It's pathetic that you you grading 
a team after six weeks. Like, but at the same time, I mean, I can understand their positivity and their optimism. Because as of right now, they looking like not only one of the best teams in the South, but the best team in the NFC. And we're sitting here as Saints fans wondering what team a week is going to show up this week. Like, honestly, against the Carolina Panthers, are you confident that the Saints can blow the Carolina Panthers out, out, off the map? Are you confident that the defense is going to show up to shut down Teddy Bridgewater? Or are they going to make Teddy Bridgewater look like the second coming of Joe Montana like they do most of these other quarterbacks? You know what I'm saying? Like, you get tired of that. It's like every single week, a no-name cat or somebody that's middle of the pack play the Saints, all of a sudden, he, they everybody talking about him. When the Saints played the Raiders, everybody talking about Darren Waller. When the Saints played when the Saints played Green Bay Packers, who they was talking about? They was talking about, you know what I'm saying, the, the wide receiver. What is his name? Alan Lazard. You know what I mean? What, I mean, talking about Justin Herbert. Like, come on, man. Like, they making these guys look like they – like they're the second coming of, you know what I'm saying, Kellen Winslow and, 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 you know what I'm saying, Randy Moss and whatnot. We don't know what defense is going to show up. We don't know what offense is going to show up. We don't know what team are we going to get from week to week. And honestly, I'll just get tired of it. I'm tired of the stag, the stagnant Saints playing down to their competition when they clearly should be one of the best teams in the NFC. Clearly. I, I mean, you you just got to be 100. Jamika says, so too, TJ. I don't think we should be looking like this. I don't know what we are anymore. I mean, I think the Saints are a good team. I, I really do. I think the Saints are one of the best teams in the NFL. Top five, clearly. But they don't play like it. They don't. It, it's like, <laughs> I, I I just don't get it. Like, I just I, I just don't understand it. Like, I don't. I don't understand, like, why the games, like, be so close. Like, why the games so nip and tuck. Why, you know what I'm saying? Like, why y'all just don't go with the obvious? They got two, like, they got at least, the Saints should be at least, at least four and one. They should be at least, like, the, the Raiders game, they just flat out lost, okay? Let's that, just call it what it is. They just flat out lost that game. But with Green Bay, you had a hundred plus yards rushing in the first half, and you have twelve in the second. Like you basically lost the game. You basically gave them the game. You gave it to them. You gave them the damn football game. Made no sense at all. None. You you should have ran the football, man. Run the ball down their damn throat. Run the ball down their throat. Who cares? It shouldn't have to take uh, Alvin Kamara to come up to you in a Detroit Lions game and say, keep running until they stop us. You should see that already. You ain't got a pulse on the game. A hundred plus yards in the first half, you got 12 in the second. Bruh, give me a break. Come on, TJ. Refs didn't help us in Green Bay. Look, Neil, it shouldn't even got to that point. See, this, this is the thing, man. Like, let, let's, let's, let's ask ourselves this question. Let's ask ourselves this question. Would we care about the referees if the Saints actually did what they were supposed to do? If the Saints was up by 17 points and the referees just start calling plays, would we give a damn? Like, seriously, would we care? No, we don't. We care because the games are close. And then they start blowing a whistle, and we like, man, the ref screwed us. Well, we need to start asking ourselves the question. Why is the game so damn close in the first place? And why are we putting it in the hands of the refs in the first place? Have we not learned our lesson? Have we not learned our lesson over the course of time? If the refs don't give a damn about you, why are you putting it in their hands? They're not going to give you anything. So why can't you just take it out of their hands and control your own destiny? That's all I'm saying. We hear this all the time, man. The ref screwed us, man. The ref played us. What the score was? What the score was? Why are the Saints in this position? Now, I'm not saying if you're going up against some formidable competition that the game shouldn't be close. But at the same time, God, dog, man, when you're playing against teams that are struggling, that are new, that are just trying to find their offensive identity or their defensive identity, they got a new quarterback that you didn't even think was going to play the next week. And they come into the game and they balling out. 
and you got the game close and you win it by Will Lutz field goals, give me a damn break, man. Take it out of the referees' hands. Take it out of their hands. Don't put it in the hands of the referees. Put it in your own hands, man. JB Hustle, thank you very much for the two dollars. Says I'm waiting for us to win a game with a three score lead. I, I mean, it's been a while. You remember, like, you remember when you used to watch Saints games and you were like, "Man, we blew them boys out." Like we knew for sure, Drew Brees about to put up three fifty. Pierre Thomas was gonna go out there and put up a, you know, what I'm saying a rushing and a and a, and a catching touchdown. We know, you know, what I'm saying we know them boys gonna ball out. We knew Lance Moore was gonna catch one. And we slept good that night on Saturday night. We, we slept good because we knew if they playing against the Bills, they playing against the Jets, they playing against, you know what I'm saying, they playing against the Bucks. we knew they were going to whoop them boys' tail. We knew it. And we slept good. And we weren't concerned because we realized that a Greg Williams defense was going to blitz the hell out of them boys. They were going to get the ball back. And Drew Brees was going to go out there and do what Drew Brees do. We knew PL was going to do what PL do, right? And we was good. But now it's like, I, pff, mm, mm, mm. we don't know what we're going to do, right? Saints might score two touchdowns. Here comes the defense, giving up big plays, lost in the lights, looking at each other. Oh, I thought you had him. I thought you had him. I thought he had him. I thought he had him. Was it a cover two? Was it a zone? What, what was it? I don't know where I was supposed to be. Man, that was man. That was my dude. Like, come on, man. Hell out of here. <laughs> Out of here, man. I, I want to go back to those days. I want to go back to the days where I, I wasn't too, too concerned because I knew the Saints were going to handle up on their business. Yes, that's right. We need to play where the refs won't be an issue. That's all I'm saying. The Green Bay will be a different outcome with Mike T back. See them in the playoffs. Yeah, we might. Might see them in the playoffs. But man, who knows? Drew should audible to run. They are obviously working, but no, Drew loves getting away from the run too. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, he, he might audible into a run or something like that every now and then, but if it's time for him to pass, like <laughs> he go audible into another passing play. <laughs> Facts, TJ. If we play like we know we can, uh, the call by the rest won't matter. Sean has to stay committed to the run and stop uh, falling into the pass happy pattern. He does way too much. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. He he just, man, Sean paid me running out, man, for real. He make he make the easiest thing so complicated. Even like even a play, even a play on Monday night. Now Drew Brees was cooking. I think we all can agree. In fourth quarter, Drew Brees was dialing him up. Drew Brees was willing and dealing, right? Drew Brees was wheeling and dealing. And all of a sudden, on the goal line, here comes Taysom Hill. Now, Taysom Hill scored. So I guess you can say this is irrelevant. But why? Why, why was Taysom out there? Why? Why was Taysom, why was Taysom Hill in the game? Drew Brees in, in that drive was like four for four, five for five, or something like that. Wheeling and dealing, getting the team down the field. Two-minute drill was on point. But here comes Sean Payton, grandstanding, calling calling Taysom Hill number. Oh, what? Like, for what, dude? Like, what the hell is you doing? Like, why? But because he can. Because he can. Because I'm smarter than you. It made no sense whatsoever. No rhyme, no reason, no nothing. Just put Taysom in the game. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because he reads Twitter or I don't know what it is. But it didn't make no sense at all. It worked. Like, I guess, like I said, hindsight, 2020, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, and it made me sound crazy because I'm talking about a play that actually worked. But why? Why Why was he in the game? It made no sense. Drew Brees didn't limp off the field. Drew Brees went out there struggling to get the ball down the field. Was he not? It didn't make no sense at all. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> It's almost like if you ever see Varsity Blues, right? All right. So you ever see Varsity Blues and you had that black running back, you know what I'm saying? And uh, you had Mox, the quarterback, right? And every time the, the running back would get the ball down to the goal line, the, the coach who was played by John Voigt 
would tell the black dude to get out the game. He'll bring somebody else in to run it in for a touchdown. I'm like, that, that's that's what that was. Like, what's the point? Like, you know this dude going to get you the touchdown. Why are you taking this dude out of the game? He got you this far. So what's the point? What was the point? Like I said, it worked. Congratulations, it worked. Okay, but why? Like, why, why, why do that? Somebody please explain that to me. Getting a rod like was nothing. Uh, the 2009 show I paid now remember would have been happy with the performance. Uh, right now, uh, he be cracking skulls. Yeah, man. You have to establish the run before it's effective. Man, tell him that. Even when they establish the run, he still. <laughs> even when he established the run, folks, he, he still like get away from it. Like I said, that Green Bay game over a hundred yards in the first half, and you still. Still didn't run the football in the second. You're right, TJ. I mean, it didn't make sense, folks. Sean Payton, the trip. Sean Payton gets too cute. Way too cute. I'm talking about, I'm talking about Emmy Award dress cute. I'm talking Academy Award suit cute. I'm talking, I, I don't know, man, like a deputine ball cute. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what he be getting. Like, dude be getting way too cute with the play. Like, he makes something so simple, so hard. It's like, you know, look, it's like if you know that you're a block down from your house and there's a right turn and you can, it's like, you, you, it's a straight shot to your house, but you decide to cut right and go around the block and then come back on the other side to your house. That, that's what show I paid to be doing. That, that way, way too much, man. Way too much. Peyton trying to help Taysom hit contract essentials. But maybe, maybe, I don't know. Exactly. Right now, Kamara has all the respect in the world from our opponents. Man, to say the least. Sean needs to go back to being untouchable, being dominant, and being a dangerous team again. Yeah, man, nobody fears the Saints no more. Nobody, fe- nobody fears the Saints no more. Like, that, that's the biggest issue. The only human being. Brady is greater than Breeze. Man, I, I would have to say, uh, if I'm if I'm being 100% honest, uh, I think Breeze playing better than Brady this season. I'm sorry. I know they winning, but uh, that running game and that defense carrying Brady. I can't say the same thing. I can't say the same thing for Breeze. We seen Breeze bring this team back. Okay, we seen Breeze on two on, for two straight weeks bring the New Orleans Saints back in the game. So. I can't say that. He did the same BS uh, against the Vikings. He had the Vikings gasping for air to win the game. Hill and the Saints marching <laughs> and, and uh, snatched him out. But uh, Breeze and a Breeze fumble to rock. Ain't that crazy, though? That's kind of crazy, though. I, I'm a, Look, <laughs> in that Vikings game, Taysom Hill was hot, right? And we felt like Taysom Hill should have stayed in the game. They put Drew, and Drew fumbled, right? In the Green Bay game, Drew was hot. He put in Taysom, and Taysom fumbled. So, mm, damn if you do, damn if you don't, that one. Malcolm Jenkins needs to play better. Swearinger needs to be on the field on third down. Man, Swearinger needs to be on the field, period. That's once again, that's Sean Payton. Want his guys on the field. Wants those guys on his field. He wants those same old usual suspects. He wants uh, P.J. Williams out there because P.J. is tough. P.J. is a smart football player. Man, please. P.J. Williams can't hold uh, D.J. Swearinger jock straight up. If we're talking about who a better player out of D.J. Swearinger and P.J. Williams, it's laughable. The only person that believes P.J. Williams is better than D.J. Swearinger is Sean Payton. And Dennis Allen. You got that right. Uh, Peyton got uh, a Marty Indian cute. <laughs> too much. Man, way too cute, man. Way too cute. It's not realistic to think Sean Payton going to change when he built his fam with a pass-throwing offense and he too stubborn to change because that's in his DNA. He's going to have to change it. Oh, it's not going. It's not going to. Uh, or the outcome not going to change. I'm gonna read a few more. We are gonna get up out of here, folks. Chad says the secondary needs Swearinger back. 
uh, there to bring the wood. Those guys need a presence like him. And yep, I mean he gonna he gonna lay the wood, man. Let's see, uh, Brian. How many teams went after him? I don't know what we talking about here. What about P. Rob? Trash. <laughs> Look, man, P. Rob a good uh, nickel corner, man. It, 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 I don't know what people was thinking. People are like, man, P. Rob did a good job against Detroit. I don't mind him. I'm like, die, bro. Look, mm-mm, mm-mm. like there's a one and done thing right here. Like this, like. He he did a good job that first week, but I look. I think two weeks might push it, and exactly what happened. Gave up that big play. I wasn't I wasn't so. He did a good job. He caught the interception, but that 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 man that didn't sell me. I I knew it. I was like man, get him up out of here. I was like he did a good job, cool, but it's only a matter of time before he get exposed, and that's what happened. I feel like we have the worst secondary in the league. Me too. I think we have the players to be better than we currently are. What can we do to improve our secondary? Can we keep Henderson over number 92? Hasn't earned his name being called yet. Uh, I don't know, man. Trey Hendrickson, man, somebody going to pay that man some money. Straight up. He, he putting himself in the elite tax bracket. And I said that. And I told it, I told people at the beginning of the year, Trey Hendrickson is going to be a start on somebody's team. Uh, we do have the worst secondary in football, folks. Uh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we do. Uh, do what do I feel like needs to change? Uh, we need a new secondary coach, but that ain't gonna happen. Need a new defensive coordinator, and that ain't gonna happen either. So we might as well strap in, folks. Uh, and it's gonna be a bumpy ride this season. And lastly, I'm gonna read this one from Casey. Casey said, "TJ, you need to get Sean Payton on your podcast. Us fans have questions. Uh, man, Sean Payton won't come on my podcast, man. Uh, he ain't gonna. He ain't coming on here." I'm going to be serious, man. Like at first, you know, like, you know, I, I did interviews and stuff like that. At first I was a little nervous about doing interviews. I mean, you get to talk to all these amazing people that's right there with the team. But now, man, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, bump all that. Look, I'm giving the people what they want. You know what I'm saying? I'm asking the questions, you know what I'm saying, that people want, you know what I'm saying, that want to know. And if you notice, like people that come on the show, that's what I've been doing. And I don't care, you know what I'm saying? Like you want, you don't want to come back after I ask you these questions. Are you scared you're going to, you know, like maybe say something and somebody will get back to the team? I don't care. Look, Sean Payton, man, he's, he's a he's a great coach. I feel like he's a Hall of Fame coach if he win a couple more uh, games, you know, over the years. But, man, dude, way too stubborn. Like, way too stubborn, man. Like, man, Drew Brees, like I love Drew Brees, man, but you ain't winning nothing with Drew Brees as your, as your quarterback just exclusively like you used to. Like, Drew Brees can carry a team back in 2010, 2011, but he can't do it no more, man. And honestly, man, I just feel like I feel bad for Drew in certain ways, man, because we have such high expectations about for Drew, right? We expect Drew to do such amazing things. And now it's like he's at the age of 41 where, man, it's for the time. You know what I'm saying? It's undefeated. And we still holding Drew Brees accountable like he's 29, 30 years old. It's it's Sean Payton's fault that we thinking of Drew Brees in this light because Sean Payton should have automatically seen the writing on the freaking wall. And he should have structured this team in a way that can help Drew Brees and, 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 and because Drew Brees has certain limitations, be able to kind of protect those limitations by running a football and having a good defense. I don't know, man. I don't know. I really don't know, but who knows, man? Maybe, maybe next year be different. You know, I, 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 I want people to understand. I think the Saints gonna make the playoffs, but I'll be lying to you if I told you I think the Saints gonna go all the way to the Super Bowl. I want them to go to the Super Bowl, but I'm just I'm a realist, folks. I, look, I ain't trying to sugarcoat nothing, right? I think the Saints can make the playoffs, but for the Super Bowl, hell's to the nine. The Saints gonna have to like do a complete three sixty turn this season around like they're gonna have to play like they played in the second half against the Chargers every single week that second half that the Saints played defensively was pretty doggone good folks I mean I know that that big play to Mike Williams kind of you know eliminated that but the Chargers only scored 10 points in the second half I mean I, I think if they could play like that all season that'd be all right and this is this is a thing that frustrates me 
you get nervous about Saints game, Saints games when they go up against elite competition. But then they go out there and they ball the hell out. Like, you remember how nervous you was when the Saints played the 49ers last year? And you like, man. But when the Saints, like, they went up, what, 21 or 7 or something like that? We're like, God, dog, man. Like, Saints ain't playing. And that's what frustrates you. When, when they go up against competition where everybody's singing they pray, it's like they watch the sports shows. They watch the sports shows and they be like, okay, all right. They say, what about them? Okay. And they go out there and they ball out. But it's like it, it's like they they got to have something to prove every week. And if if they're like a, a prohibitive favorite, like everybody and their mama pick them to win, and it's like they just believe that. And they don't go out there and play. They forget how to play football. Or they forget that they are the favorites or something like that. Like, man, cut the TV off. Like, cut the TV off. Silence the critics. Stop paying so much about paying so much attention to your press clippings and go out there and ball the hell out. Don't wait till Patrick Mahomes comes to town. Don't wait till Tom Brady comes to town. Don't wait till Aaron Rodgers comes to town. Go out there and play the same way if if Kirk Cousins came to town, right? As trash as Kirk Cousins been this season, play play the Vikings like you would play the Kansas City Chiefs. That's all I'm saying. Ball the hell out. But thank y'all very much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Really do appreciate it. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. Also, facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes are available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. So take the time out to subscribe and follow one of those streaming apps. I would really appreciate it. And thank you all for spending your Monday morning here on the State of the Saints podcast and look forward to talking about the New Orleans Saints and their big week seven matchup versus the Carolina Panthers. How would that game turn out? Uh, Some very intriguing storylines. Will we see Christian McCaffrey? Never know. Well, till next time, I am TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And all I got to say is, who that?